Today we're talking about the basics of sound acoustics and how it directly impacts your music and your sound when you record. And what the hell do you do about it? What's up? It's Brandon with DIY Sound Library. And today, like I just said, we're talking about sound acoustics and why that matters with your music, your recording, your mixing, and all that stuff. It really is a crucial role with creating your music, recording it, and it's often overlooked. And a lot of people don't know too much about it. And even I'm still learning a lot about sound acoustics. Um, I don't know everything about it either, but I do know some basics and some basic things to start off of, which I'll recommend today, and we'll go over all of that. Um, before we get into it, I just wanted to say, if you want the free guide on how to record your first album, it's on my website, it's on my link tree and all that stuff, check it out, go find it, sign up, it'll get sent to your email right away, and uh, you'll be set up with that, ready to go. Also, Facebook group, join the Facebook group, also in the link tree, and this is the official promotion, you could say, of the uh, Patreon page. Just created that Patreon page. If you're really feeling this movement, if you really like what we're doing here, please become a patron, please become a supporter, support the movement, and show the love, show that uh, if you do sign up, then you get several perks, you get uh, exclusive episodes of the podcast that won't be released anywhere else, uh, you'll get direct texting options with me, you can just text me any questions or comments about your music or ideas that you have, we'll also do band artist recognition. I will shout you out on my website, I'll post links, and also on the podcast. And last but definitely not least, track reviews. If you have a song that you just recorded or just mixed or something that you have that you just really want feedback on, send that over to me and that's part of the premium package of Patreon and I will review that for you, give you all of my notes and my ideas and comments about that and uh, you know we can have this collaborative effort to make that thing you have better and sound awesome. Yeah, and so uh, getting into acoustics now, um, I love talking about acoustics because it's an area that I don't know everything in, but I know some basic stuff and it's really interesting. There's a lot of physics and math that go into it, and all that physics and math directly affect the sound that you hear. Um, it's all captured in the mics that you use when you're recording, and it plays a huge role when you go to mix or master your music. And you have to really nail this stuff down as best you can if you really want to improve your sound to get it to the highest level. You know, it's a fact, you know. When you listen to music off of speakers, you're listening in a room. And that room affects the sound that you're listening to. It's crucial. You have to know this stuff, at least to some degree. Um, when you're recording, the mic picks up sound from your instrument or your voice. But it's also picking up everything in the room and sending that back into the mic. Now, if we talk directly about, you know, the recording process and how acoustics affect that, there's, there's a lot of things that go into this. For instance, different spots of the room are going to sound different when you record. You can take a room and move it in five or six different spots around the whole room, and they'll all sound a little bit different um, with your guitar or with your vocal or with your drums. I actually hi highly recommend, if you're recording, um, you know, recording live instruments, recording vocals, drums... Anything in a, in a room that records with mics, 
I highly recommend walking around the room and picking the best spot where it sounds the best. You know, this takes a lot of planning and experimentation too. And, you know, it's kind of annoying to go through this in the early stages because it takes time and we don't want to waste that time. But it's important because you want to get the best sound, right? (laughs) Isn't that what we're after? So, you know, experiment, walk around the room, record your drums at different spots, put it in the corner, put it in the middle, put it on the side, put it next to the wall, rotate the drums 360 degrees. What sounds the best, you know? And once you find a spot, that's where you record. You know, for instance, with drums, your drums will probably be set up if you're doing a full record uh, for several hours or several days. So you might as well just leave them there because you already found the best spot in the room. And that's a good tip to go off of when you're recording uh, in a new room or when you're just recording in general uh, to know how your room sounds, to know where to record in your room. There's so many things we could talk about. We could talk about the frequency response of rooms. Um, Every room has their own frequency response. Um, Like how when you get a microphone, it has its own frequency response. It'll be hyped up a little bit in the highs. It might have a dip in the mids and then cut off on the lows. Rooms are the same. And often they're very crazy looking uh, frequency responses in the rooms, which is why a lot of rooms don't sound good. Um, And part of that reason is because they have parallel walls. Uh, The mathematics between the the wall dimensions and the room that you're in, they're just so small most of the time that there's a lot of like comb filtering and low frequency problems and weird spikes in the frequency response. And that's all technical jargon to say that the dimensions of your room actually matter. You know, the smaller the room you have, you're more likely going to encounter more problems. And a lot of people are recording and mixing in their own bedrooms or just small side rooms that they have. People don't have a lot of space to work with. And it's tough. It's really tough getting a great sound when you have tiny rooms. So in terms of the frequency response, you know, your room is going to sound vastly different than another person's room. And, you know, you could do tests. You know, you could play sine waves from 20 20 hertz all the way up to 20k hertz and, like, get a mathematical reading of, of where it's spiking. And that's how you would technically address the frequency problems in your room is with that spiking chart uh, of the frequency response. And then at that point, you could add diffusion or absorption or bass traps. And that would be the technical way on how to fix your room acoustically. But even still, if you have a tiny room, it's going to be very difficult to completely fix all the issues. So, you know, if I was going to recommend just a few basic things you can do in your own room is obviously the first point was find a spot in your room where it sounds good or sounds the best and record there. You know, that's one point. Second point is be aware of reflections from surfaces such as walls, brick walls, doors, any metal objects that ring or even just a snare drum. You know, sometimes you'll be playing guitar recording that and you'll hear the snare drum, you know, the snares underneath rattling and that'll actually get picked up in the microphone. I've had that happen several times when I recorded. That's part of the acoustics too, you know, it's like the sound you're playing affects everything in the room. So it's important to listen to that stuff and to take that into account. And if you can take the snare out of that room for that recording, or if you hear like your cymbals rattling, maybe take them off the stand, put them on the floor so they don't ring. Now, when you hear a lot of reflections off the walls, 
that's something that kind of comes with experience. You know, you can't just say like, listen to your ears and decide because if you're not experienced with how acoustics sound, what sounds good, what sounds bad, what sounds cluttered, you're not going to know what to do, even if it's there. So this is something that comes with experience, and it's hard to just give advice on this because it's something I, even I'm learning. A lot of smaller rooms, they actually have low problems, uh, low frequency problems, issues with bass frequencies, because bass frequencies are very long in their wavelength, like physically long. So when you have a small room that's maybe eight feet by eight feet, you don't have space for that bass frequency to develop. So what happens is it just builds up in all of the corners in the whole room and it builds up together and it, it like combines itself and it essentially amplifies itself, which is not good when you're recording. So to combat that, well, you can get bass traps for the corners of your rooms uh, and that's used with something called absorption acoustics. You know, there's things online you can buy. You can make your own panels with fiberglass. Um, that works if you're good with construction. I wouldn't advise to get the uh, the foam panels that you see a lot, those really thin foam black panels. They work for very high frequencies, but because they're made out of foam and because they're also very short in its depth, it's only going to affect high frequencies. So as I just said before, smaller rooms have bass frequencies and also a lot of mid mid-range frequencies too that are problems, big problems. For recording and listening back. So that little piece of foam isn't going to affect those frequencies. That little piece of foam is only going to affect the high frequencies, which in your case probably aren't the issue. You know that, I mean, you might have issues there, but it's not going to be the biggest issue that you need to fix. The biggest issue you'll need to fix is the bass, those low mids, the mids. And those are fixed with proper bass traps proper absorption and diffusion technology. And that's a whole nother topic. I could go into that on a whole nother episode, which I might. But that's something you, you you know, if you're getting serious about it, you'd have to talk to an expert about and get them properly made for your room or quite honestly, move to a better room. And so another piece of advice that I, I would give when you're choosing rooms, well, actually, even before we get to that point is, Keep in mind that the room does matter. It does have a sound impact, and it does affect your recordings and your and your mixing and your listening back experience. So because that is true, I would actually say that you should choose the best room for music. Don't just go into the same room that you always go into. If you have other options of other rooms you could have your music set up in, test those out, and quite honestly, go for the biggest room you have. The biggest room you have the biggest dimensions will offer the most amount of space. So any kind of bass frequencies or low end that you're recording from a kick drum, a bass guitar or amps or anything like that, it's going to have more space to develop and it's not going to build up. You're not going to have as many issues. So choose the biggest room you have. Most people don't have giant rooms anyway, so the biggest room you have is going to be 10 times better than the smallest room you have for recording and mixing. Um, another point about acoustics is that it adds an element of uniqueness to it that no other song would have, especially if you're, you know, you're in your own room that no one else has access to. You know, people go to certain studios to get that room sound in their record. 
So when you record with any kind of room tone or it just happens to be picked up in the mic, that's got its own imprint on the audio file itself. That audio file has its own room tone to it, and it's something you can never really take out. And, you know, use that to your advantage. If it actually sounds good, you know, set up a room mic and record it. Have it as an extra track if it fits the track, of course. But, you know, the room's going to give it a very unique sound, and it's not going to sound like anything else out there. So instead of putting on stock plugins and stock reverbs that sound like everybody else's, you know, when you open up Logic or open up Pro Tools, set up a mic in the room that you're in. And if it sounds good, keep it in there. You know, it'll add that wholeness, that uniqueness that no one else has. So that's that's a good point to keep in mind when it comes to acoustics. Also, you know, if you want if you're talking about issues with acoustics, there's plenty of things with phasing and comb filtering that that come up especially with smaller rooms and, you know, improper miking techniques. I don't want to get into the details too much of what those are, but essentially the sound is hitting the mics at two different intervals, two different timings. And when they combine in the track and you listen to it, it throws off the phase, it throws off the listening experience, and you don't get quite an accurate stereo image when you're recording. And it can throw off one channel or the other, it can make it sound mono, and phasing and comb filtering, it's, it's usually something to be avoided. And that happens a lot with smaller rooms, and it happens with improper miking techniques. And some things to, to change that are to learn about how to properly stereo mic uh, whatever you're recording. You know, do, do an XY pattern. Um, that's a great way, the XY, if you're recording drums or, or acoustic guitar, to get a stereo spread and avoid these issues. Sometimes it's just baked into the sound of the room, too, you know? One mistake I made when I was recording guitar was... Oh, like, I thought I would get a professional sound if I just, like, made the sound tighter, tighter, and tighter, and closer sounding, so it was, like, a really close mic sound. So what I did in my room was I just took, like, three blankets and threw it over my amp and the microphone, and it was just like, oh, wow, this is going to be the most professional sound I ever had because there's no room tone in it at all. And boy, was that a mistake. (laughs) When I recorded that guitar, it had so much phasing in it it sounded like it had a chorus pedal on it, and I didn't. It was just a clean guitar tone. It didn't make any sense to me. I thought it would give me a professional sound, but it didn't work. Putting the blanket directly over the amp in the microphone made it sound way worse. So I really don't suggest that, if you hear that advice. Um, it gave my guitar a very chorus-sounding effect, and I didn't like it. I just wanted a clean guitar that sounded good. You know, in in that situation, if you're working with a guitar, take the blanket off. What amp are you using? How are your strings? Are they new strings? Are they old strings? Are you playing the part good? Focus on those things. I guess one of the final things I wanted to talk about before I end this episode is a lot of the times you're just stuck in the room that you have and you can't go to any other bigger rooms. There's really not much you can do. So in that situation, I would suggest that you get very familiar with a good pair of headphones. Spend the money on a good pair of headphones. Don't be afraid. Because you're not going to have the funds or the budget, most likely, to afford proper sound absorption and diffusion in your room. Because that stuff is really expensive. But you can get a pair of $1 to $200 headphones that are, are pretty decent. And that will eliminate a lot of the room issues that you're having. 
<laughs> and that's not to say that it'll actually eliminate the room issues. What I'm saying here is that when you listen through your headphones, you're really not hearing the room tone. So you can get a more accurate reading what your track is doing after you record it or after you mix it or master it. You don't have the interference of the room itself. So when you use speakers, you know, I, I would prefer to use speakers, but I know for a fact that my room sounds terrible. And if I judge my decisions off of the speakers, then I will be judging it off of the frequency response of my room, which wouldn't be good because I would make decisions in the EQ, in the mix, in the recording that wouldn't sound good across platforms once it's mastered and sent out and released. And the reason for that is because the room is adding its tone and making me change decisions because I'm hearing the room out of the speakers as well. That's why I recommend the headphones if you're in a smaller room, if you're by yourself. You can easily get very familiar with headphones. And once you're familiar with them, you know how they sound, you know how they respond, and there's no issues with the room tone because it's just not there. You know, it's close to your ears and you're not hearing the room. And I think that's a good thing. I really do. So that's a, an advantage that you could have if you're recording at home, mixing at home, doing your own stuff at home. Just use headphones and get used to them. Know how they sound. Know how they respond. And so, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's a lot of other things we could talk about with acoustics, the physics behind it. We could talk about why the distance between walls and the shapes of the walls and the materials on the walls matter because it all matters and it makes a huge difference in the room sound. And there's a reason why certain studios don't have parallel walls, why they have these cloud ceilings, why they have lifted floors. All these things matter. And usually they're too expensive to do in your own home. But that's why I suggest the headphones. That's why I suggest finding the biggest room you have. And that's why I suggest listening properly to your recording, your mix, and making adjustments off of that. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get into more about acoustics in the future. This was just a basics episode to talk about. Basic points to keep in mind and things to think about. The acoustics do affect your recordings. They do affect your mix if you're using speakers. So just keep that in mind and also use it to your advantage. You know, if your room sounds good, throw up a room mic, add it in there, and uh, you'll sound different and more unique than the rest of the people out there. Thanks again. DIY Sound Library out. Peace.